Whoa, it's dark down here. Welcome back to Deep Dark Tunnel Diaries. This is episode number eight of the series, and my name is Molly Tremel, your personal tunnel guide. I have invited DJ Hailey B, who is a Chicago native as well as a Columbia College graduate, here for a deep dark interview. Hey, how's it going? During your time at Columbia, Chicago, what did you major in? My major at Columbia actually was audio design production, which is part of what led me here. They really installed the classic feeling of recording, how to work a board, you know, patch bays and such. If I would do it all over again, I'd probably do music business because most of my learning was honestly done through my internships at Gravity Studios and Stonecutter Records, Uptown Records. I spent most of my time in learning over at Gravity. Just being allowed to sit in that beautiful, beautiful room. And actually, I've been a lot of freelance out there now, so I, I like it. So that's pretty cool. When I was interning, you know, you just kind of run errands. You do all the nonsense work no one wants to do. You, you really don't realize you're learning or you're learning. Because then when I left that program, I caught myself saying, okay, what would this person do? What would this person do? And then think, okay, this person would do this. They're, and then I put them in mix and people liked it. So I didn't realize I was learning, but I was learning when I came to those internships. So you could be a music business major, but still learn your audio through internships, even though it's easier to get those internships if you are an audio major. How did Columbia's resources impact your skills in audio? The live sound program, when it was run by Jack Alexander, was run like a trade school. It's beautiful. He teaches you only what you need to know. And, and everyone else there is amazing. They tell you all, all that you need to know to the minute. They never give you any fluff, never give you any BS. It was cool to be exposed to nice API consoles. Um, it was nice to be exposed to all of the microphones, which are standard, I see them everywhere. But at the end of the day, I learned most of my stuff through, through my internship. So then you went on to working as a studio artist. How did you get into that? I'm going to interpret that as a producer slash uh, engineer. This is because I consider engineering another one of my arts, another one of my crafts, um, except it's nice because people pay to have me use it and assist them with it. And to be a producer where I create beats for rappers and other independent artists and really craft their EPs and their releases. I, I'm behind it, really. They lay down the words, and the rhythm, but I laid down the music and the vibe for them to write off of, and that feels really great. Um, so that being said, I always knew I wanted to do that. When I was like in really little, I don't know, 10, I saw my first console, and I said, I need, I just need to do this. This is my calling in life. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world, and so I kind of took a path to pursue it. Now, along with that, I have always been a performer. Since I was really young, I did, I did School of Rock, and even all the way through college, you know, I got my bands to play shows like House of Blues and anywhere from the Bee Kitchen to there. It's not hard to get books if you're a band, trust me. So how would you describe the dynamic between mixing your own personal artistry and also mixing for your clients? As I said, mixing is an art, but when I'm gonna interpret that as my own music, I am significantly more critical towards my own music. Why? Because I know everything that could have went wrong and everything that did go wrong. When you're producing, you're supposed to be kind of mixing while producing, i.e. just gaining levels and making sure stuff is communicating with each other all right. But when I'm mixing my own stuff, 
I have a really difficult time doing it because I'm overcritical, then I just want to go back to the actual sound design. Um, and that being said, I hate mastering my own stuff. I think it's, if you have an EP release, if you have an album release, you mix yourself, I think mastering it, if you want the best quality, mastering it yourself is one of the dumbest things you could do. Uh, because the point of the, ma well, part of the points of the master besides making it up to level is someone who does not have your ears and probably has different equipment than you and has a different room than you is going to hear different things than you will. That's the end of the story. Your mix is supposed to be as perfect as it possibly can based off your ears, equipment, and room. So when you send it over to Sobo and to Master, they're just basically getting a second opinion and they smooth it over, making it sound that much better. So that's really what goes on through my head when I'm mixing my own music. Um, I'm always like, oh, it could be better, it could be better, it could be better, but then it all depends on budget. So at the end of the day, when I release something or if I make a beat and give it to an artist, I just say, ah, screw it. If it's out and people are listening to it, that means it was fine. If someone bought the beat, fine. That means that I no longer, that someone liked it, therefore it was okay. But when it comes to mixing for a client, of course, always try your best. And um, I know it's done when the client says it's good. I love your song, Chai Who's, which we will be playing today. It's only available on your SoundCloud, so I wanted to know a little bit more about it. Yeah, I'll tell you more about that song. It was in my early days of creating dance music. I um, thought I would try my hand at making house, and I also love the sounds of like future bassy kind of things. So they just kind of formed together. I initially made it because I, I wanted to collab with this amazing artist, amazing pop artist, look her up. Pretty sure she's Chicago native. She does a lot of so far shows. Um, Emily Blue, that's Emily Blue Loves You. Yeah, she was at a show and I made the mistake of not talking to her just cause I was like with a girl. But I really, at the end of the day guys, always talk to who you think you should talk to. Regardless of who you're with, always talk to who you feel like you should be talking to in the room to network and work with. I made this song, I was like, this would be great because I have this vision. I can still hear it now. I can still hear her voice on this now because it will be something different and her voice will complement the instrumentation. But I sent it over and the management said, basically said, they're like, no. So I was like, all right, fine. So I let it sit for a while, let it sit. If you like it and if other people are digging it, just put it out there. Why hold back when you could be putting out content and making your brand bigger and a little more reputable for just having more stuff. I have other songs coming out that um, are just a little bit more on the priority, but right now it is out on SoundCloud, but it will make it to Spotify eventually when I feel like the right time for it to come out is. That's probably gonna be when I feel like I have more liberty to put out more experimental stuff on Spotify. My Spotify is more for like commercial, and then SoundCloud is more for fun, and this is who I am as an artist. Check this out, I have my commercial stuff, plus some cool stuff that I'm hanging out with. So it's actually really nice that you chose to ask me about the song Shy Hoos because it is definitely one of my tracks that is a little bit more, I consider it more obscure, less mainstream. And um, people tend to look more at some of my other stuff. And that just really warms my heart that that one was asked because I have a little bit of sentiment given that was my first track that I ever asked the management to possibly show to the artist. And it was one of my first tracks that got 
blatantly and just directly denied. Well, thank you so much for crawling down to the tunnel with us today. Where can we find you on social media? Follow me, DJ Highly B, everywhere. DJ Highly B, everywhere. You'll see me as Highly Beats just because <laughs> it's nice. All right, bye. Once again, this is Chai Who's by DJ Highly B. This is a SoundCloud exclusive. Deep Dark Tunnel. And that was Chai Who's by DJ Hailey B. You can find DJ Hailey B on all music streaming platforms. That is DJ H-E-I-L-Y and then B. Are you an underground artist interested in being featured on Deep Dark Tunnel Diaries? Follow us on Instagram for more information at Deep Dark Tunnel Radio.